Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Final Checkpoint Podcast. This is episode number 58. Each week, we react to some of the latest video game news and talk about games that we're playing. My name is Joel. And I'm Ben. And you can find new and old episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and thegamefanatics.com. We're also recording live Sundays, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.tv slash load last checkpoint pacific standard time i don't know if that's going to change if it's daylight saving times i just going to hmm. leave that in there i just don't know if that's pacific. a thing pacific time pt that's easier yeah yeah. pt like the game that never came out that people still for some reason cherish to this day womp, womp, womp. Womp. that gives me that scares the hell out of me to this day i couldn't finish it exactly it's like impossible to finish <laughs> yeah it'll never finish it'll never be done that lovely voice that you just heard is our special guest on this episode Mr. Odell Harmon Jr. from Full Circle Podcast. Let's welcome him in. Da, 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 da. Yay. Yay. Ah. Odell, Odell, thank you for being here. Um, for those of our listeners that don't know who Odell Harmon Jr. is, he is part of the Game Fanatics um, as well as Full Circle Podcast. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and uh, how you got started in video games and all that good stuff. What up, everybody? My name is Oda Harmon Jr. You can find me at Oda Harmon Jr. At all your favorite. I'm sorry, I I, I understand <laughs> it all the time. But no, uh, I got started in video games as a wee lad with a Sega Genesis and a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that I got for my fourth birthday. Fast forward, I interned at Game Informer. Fast forward, I went to a couple of E3s and packs, and I started writing freelance. Then I wrote some stuff for that site called game fanatics and uh did some youtube videos and i freelanced at places like ign and GameSpot. i was on kind of funny daily that one time wait two times was it two? yeah that what well, that two times and uh i really love pokemon it's the bee's knees and i really hate um uh, what are they call uh roguelike video games i think oh. they're the bane of the video game world i hate oh them. man let's talk but about that later but but apparently Hades is like you know you know it it it's the one exception to the rule as I've been told. I personally have yet to play it, even though I said I would. Mm. Forgive me, video game gods. I've not played it yet, but I will, and maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I won't. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Love Pokemon, hate roguelike. Video <laughs> games are awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Um, we actually we were on Full Circle Podcast last week. Thank you for having us. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, game for being there. That was a good episode. There was a lot of strong opinions. A lot of strong opinions. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, discovered something new that Diddy Kong was in Smash Bros, which I still haven't gone to, to like actual, <laughs> actually find him in the roster, but I'm still like interested <laughs> to in To verify. That. Yeah. I haven't yeah, got to verify. There's, there's visual proof on the internet somewhere. It's like I we're gaslighting see. Joel into this stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like not only is in the game apparently uh and smash forward evo the decon one and all apparently i guess i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's all fake i've never seen it <laughs> <It's all fake. laughs> cool well we've got some fun topics to talk about this week uh some ps5 stuff and uh something about superheroes not doing their job anymore so oh, but we're gonna start it off with uh ben what is our topic of the show well, the topic, as as you kind of mentioned, there's only a few stories, not a big news week this week. Kind of, I want to dive more into what we're playing and talk to Odell about fun stuff. But we do have to talk about 
this hot, just blisteringly hot PS5 teardown. All up in them guts, man. You see that? Holy cow. It's just this part, that part, heat sinks. There's liquid metal in there. Ooh. Ooh, liquid metal. Apparently, that means they won't make any noise, or so they so I've been told by the science people. I don't care what it has to have in it. If it's quiet, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. That heat sink is uh, huge. <laughs> that, I know. <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> as big as a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so huge. Um, interesting video. Um, I have we ever seen PlayStation do anything like this before, where they just tear down their console? I mean, I thought um... I thought it was kind of odd. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that before, truth be told. <laughs> I've seen people do that, not like PlayStation, but on a website that does shit like this, like a Tom's Hardware type of website, not not PlayStation. Yeah. You I, know, okay, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people are clowning it for the stand and how complicated it is and how you could just turn the Xbox off. I'm sorry. I thought that was cool. Because I was like, oh, crap. I could unscrew the screw and put the screw <laughs> in the base and not lose it. I'm in sold yeah it's not that complicated people are definitely blowing that out of proportion <laughs> but, but but no really like i really like i don't understand why things that involve screws don't do that they yeah. just should yeah i've actually found that part interesting the stand portion and how you can put the screw in it and then you turn it turn it on the side and it hides the screw so it doesn't fall out like that part is pretty interesting um the console seems pretty big but i'm kind of okay with it because if that helps keep <laughs> keep it cool then you know make it bigger make it no make it five times bigger i don't care how big this thing is as long as it doesn't actually sound as big as a plane i'm okay with it oh my god you know i was thinking about that people are complaining about the size but honestly okay i know the bigger doesn't mean more powerful but i'm just like you know i get we make small components but hey if it needs to be big so you can give me true 60 frames per second you know a true 120 frames per second, all that good stuff, you know, 8K resolution and blah, blah, blah. Cool, let it be as big as a house, as long as it can really (laughs) do what you claim it does. No, because I'm tired of the consoles being like, oh, it can do this under like the world's most perfect conditions and the world's most perfect TV, which doesn't exist yet. So I'm Mm, like, yeah, I'm like, so so no, like, okay, look, when I look at the Xbox Series S, I'm like, this is like, a half step above the Xbox One. You know it is. Like, you just know it is. At least visually, I can understand this is a lot more powerful. And the plates things is cool. People are clowning that. And all I was thinking was, okay, please don't be like the Switch. Give me customizable plates. Yes, I won't have to buy a new PlayStation. I can just buy the Spider-Man Miles Morales plate and put it on and replace it with the white one. I think that's Mm. where they're going with. That would be the ingenious move. They should do that. Do it, Sony. You can take credit. Give me 10%. My prediction is we're not getting plates. We're not no. getting sellable plates. Like, think about logistically how you would sell that in this giant flat package just on a shipping level. It doesn't even make any sense to break those the stores. Maybe in some collector's editions, I could see them doing that. But even then, it makes the package giant. No one wants to spend extra money on a little wafer they have to ship around. Why not? We buy I, Joy-Cons. I, like it, I have four pairs of Joy-Cons. You don't need that many. that's true you do if they're drifting (laughs) well that's all of them i'm gonna knock on wood none of mine have drifted so far but oh my god you do it for the colors oh man i'm thinking about buying new ones because mine are drifting all over the place 
you know, I guess technically, uh, maybe one of the pairs I don't re- regularly use could be drifting, and I just don't know because I don't regularly use them. Mm. I mean, that could be a possibility. Yeah. So what? What do you think was the point of their teardown video? I I don't understand what I mean to oh. show off the components. I don't really like to let understand. us know plates were coming. Yeah, uh, like, that's the whole point. <laughs> look how big this fan is. Like, I mean, it did go over. Hey, this is where you stick the SSD, and and look, we solved the cooling problem it's going to be quiet there were little news bits i just don't know like you're saying i don't know why yeah. you would exactly do it maybe to justify its size maybe they didn't want people to be like walls are so big they're like well look here this is why it's really fucking big yeah i'm gonna put it next to my gaming pc when i get one just to just to be like look how much big it it looks taller <laughs> than so my big. actual pc like when i look at it and i i mean i don't know how tall this guy is he could be tiny but when i when i was looking at it and look just kind of thinking about the size of it compared to this man. All I can think about is like, it, I feel like it might be taller or as tall as my PC, honestly. I measured and it is from this case, I'm looking at like two inches shorter. And from Don't a they PC, have the height? Yeah, from like a PC tower, that's big. Like this is a big case. It's probably too big. But this, this PS5 is giant. Okay. I, I think people are going to be shocked when they get this box home because you got to think about this box too. The box is bigger than the the unit. It's gonna be so big. So in on the video on like PlayStation's YouTube channel, they have like a disclaimer that says, "Do not try this at home. Risk of exposure to laser radiation." What the fuck does that mean? That's just uh, laser. That's for the disc. They always say that shit. What? I'm getting powers. Look at a disc. Look at a disc drive. Hold on, I have one. That's too far away. They're on all disc. laser media it has a little warning label like that that says watch out laser blah 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 i only know this because i built computers and it has a sticker on the side so what can it do to you though you don't look at lasers all right that's it tempted tempted yeah you know if you get a blue laser pointer and you point in your eye you can potentially go blind so don't do that kids yeah don't laser pointers aren't funny you can blind people with that well i'm glad i'm glad this week we're telling them not to do something where last week or at least the upcoming episode, Ben, we were telling them to run into cars. So, that's Oh, why did I tell people to do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember sure. doing that. Well, well, people will find out next week, I guess. <laughs> oh, wait. I just remembered in the video, I did learn something cool. It was like, you can open this, and this is where you can clean the dust out of it. I mean, I'll probably never do that, but in case I ever have to, I know how now. <laughs> right. That, that is nice. <laughs> I'm glad they're thinking of things. I like how defeated the man looks after he finishes taking it apart with all the parts out there. He just looks like, ah, oh, it's finally done. Well, because you know he's going to have to put it back together, and that's <laughs> not as fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably they, not. You know, I'm pretty sure they get like some intern scrubs, like, hey, put this back together. Throws a screwdriver at him. You do that. Oh, you know, that's something that freaked me out the video. Like how they perfectly had the tools laid out. I get it was a presentation, but I was just like, you look like you're about to like kill somebody or like cut them up. It, it, was, like, it was like Dexter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was performing surgery on this thing. Yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird. Anyways, um, yeah. Interesting to watch. Interesting to watch. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's shall. Uh, more PS5 news. We had official word on backwards compatibility, meaning uh, basically everything. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, what you'd expect. Right. If you have it digitally, you can download it. Almost every single game is on there. 
that's nice. This is good news. It's kind of expected news if you've been paying attention. We we knew 99% of everything was going to work. But it's nice to know things. That's the problem with the PS5 marketing. I feel like they're not telling us enough stuff. There's there's just a lot of weird questions we should know that they answer to. Although we know what it looks like inside. We don't know what it looks like on your TV when you turn it on. Which I, I think is a little strange. Yeah. But well, I'm excited about backwards compatibility. So You know, I am too. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, I feel like all my PS4 games I've beaten at this point, minus Crash 4. I'm like, what, what would I even play? Like, no, I'm all for it. I'm not downing backwards compatibility. I'm just, just, I'm just like, what would I even play? Right. I don't even know. But there's going to be a few games. Like, I want to play that 13 Sentinels or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'll wait and play that on PS5 just so everything will load fast. And there'll be other games I get to after the PS5 comes out that I'll play on PS5 just because that's where it happens to be. Or like Fall Guys, if I want to play Fall Guys. There you go. Like, it, I, I love backwards compatibility, and I hope it becomes a bigger deal for people now that they actually have it. Because I'm tired of that argument of like, no one uses it. Well, you never had it, so yeah. of course you didn't use it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of yeah. I'm not. Argument. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I forgot what the fancy little name they gave it for, but those PlayStation Selects or whatever, they're gonna come with the oh, PS5. Who's got greatest hits? I think or the no, that was their uh, red. Their red labeled. No, the the. The thing uh, I, 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 they're not called selects, like, but they they came a fancy. The basically it's gonna be those remastered PS4 titles that they had they cherry pick, but like three games was on there, like may, mainly uh the Last Guardian. I was like, cool. Now I never gotta buy this game. I'm glad <laughs> I waited. Now I get it for free. Yeah. Oh, you never played I, it? Oh. Oh, I, I didn't like that. Oh. It like it's, it's, good. It, it's good. It's good. I heard it's good. Insinuate that at all. <laughs> I heard it's, it's good. good, but it's like okay. So some interesting things that I didn't, I wasn't like quite sure what to expect really, but they're talking about um on the PlayStation blog, um, PSVR games are backwards compatible. Um, the PSVR headset, DualShock. You'll need a PSVR headset, the DualShock Four, um, and the PS camera from the PS4. Um, which will, I guess, work on the PS5 console from what it sounds like. Yeah, but you need a dongle or something that is free. You just have to go ask for it. Really? Cool. Yeah, there's some nonsense about that. Yeah, like, so it won't work with the PS5. You basically just have to keep all your old equipment and plug it into the PS5, right? Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about PS4 games on PS Now and PS Plus? Uh, backward compatible PS4 games included in PS Plus or PS Now will run on PS5. Yay. Okay. Um, can I stream PS4 games on the PS5? Yes, remote play from PS4 to PS5 and PS Now streaming are supported. The benefit of streaming is that you can save your storage space on PS5. Please oh, note wow. that PS4 games will not leverage PS5's game, spo- game boost through streaming. Okay, so they won't get the boost because you're streaming it. So in that, that makes, case, I mean, I mean yeah. that does make sense. So instead, you'd want to just if you, well, if you're using PS Now, then you're not you don't have the disc. So okay, I, I can see that. But I'm wondering if PS Now on the PS5 is going to work better because it won't be bogged down by the shitty internet component in the PS4. Yeah, let's hope it's better in the PS5. Let's hope. Yeah. God, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to hear that that uh like the saves from PS4 to PS5 are going to be 
good to go. I'm going to worry about that shit because uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out next month and I'm excited to play that and then eventually play it on the PS5. I think overall this is like squash so many concerns and so many questions that people had about PlayStation 5 and um, I think may- makes the decision to buy this console a lot less of like a mystery, you know, of like kind of like Am I taking sure. a gamble on something that might not be as compatible with all the crap I already have? Um, especially for people that can now buy a ton of games, you know, at a good discount, right? You got all these older PS4 titles that maybe you missed out on if you're coming from Xbox or that maybe you just didn't play that you can go and buy the disc version now if you're getting a PlayStation 5 with a disc drive. And you're going to have all the backwards compatibility that you want. And some of these are going to have the the PS5 boost or whatever, like... You're gonna have that option now, which is great. That's, I think I'm really, awesome. I'm really curious about that boost because they've talked about a, a lot of games are just gonna be the the game, but then other games are getting this optimized boost mode in some way. I would like them to detail that, but then again, I'm the crazy person who wants to play Bloodborne again for no reason other than it's on another system. <laughs> so, uh, but I would like some details, especially for stuff like even if it was The Last of Us Part Two, like oh now. On PS5, you can play it solid 60, whatever. Just some of that detail would be nice because that's stuff we got from Xbox like nine months ago. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. I always feel like personally when they say, oh, it's optimized and boosted, you know, besides faster load times, I just feel like they just turned up the brightness resolution. Because honestly, that's how I feel most games look like when it's optimized. It's like you went to your brightness settings and you dialed it up where everything got proportionately brighter so it didn't look off-white, and that's all you get. But, I mean, faster load times is cool, so I ain't gonna knock that. Yeah, I, honestly, the faster load times kind of enough for a lot of games. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, that's, that's yeah. almost enough for me. It's like, can I load into these games quicker? And uh, honestly, just if I can get better internet components in my system so that I'm not sitting here waiting and waiting for games to download or update would be great, too. Yeah, and plus, I always feel like you don't see the true graphical fidelity of a game in a generation until, like, two, maybe three years in anyway. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably be shorter this gen, maybe, because I feel like they've been still it so long that they probably, you know, like, we'll probably see the true extent of its graphical fidelity maybe, like, a year in. But definitely not with it. Maybe, you know, definitely, it's going to take at least a year. The games will look better. But we won't see the full extent. Like again, they'll, they'll like they'll look again settings better. Like you just went to the settings and you turned everything up, and then that one game will come out that you know was built for the PS5 slash Xbox Series X. You know, from day one, from the get go, using all the bells and whistles, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was like my gaming. I don't know climax story. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that was. Yeah, it usually does take an exclusive title to really kind of show that off. Um... Who knows? I mean, maybe it could be Cyberpunk, though. That really does. I mean, that game does look really good. And maybe the next gen versions of it are going to maybe have that capability. Um, I did see they did show, I think, uh, maybe some I think it was a clip or maybe just a a screenshot of Genshin Impact running on PS5. And that looked insane. I mean, just like the the reflection of the water and just the clarity on the screen looked really good i don't know if you guys have checked that out but you know no, i mean, just can see that because that game looks very it doesn't look dated but you can tell you know <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it was it, you could tell it was a mobile game that was moved to console 
I don't mean as an insult. You can just tell that that was a factual yeah. thing that happened. So I'll be interested to see this. I feel like you'll be able to tell the high res with a game like that versus, you know, going from Last of Us Part 2 on PS5. You'll be like, oh, okay. But I feel like a game like Genshin Impact, you'll be able to be like, oh, okay. I, I, I see the jump. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen that game in mobile and what it looks like. I've only played it on PC, like at pretty high settings. So it looks great there. It's remarkable how scalable it is, though. And that's why that's why I'm not as worried about the Series S and X and stuff, because things seem to be much more scalable than they used to be. Is that game fun? Like, I look at it and, and like, I'm not saying it's not fun, but I'm just like, mm, I look at the battles. I'm like, I get it. You're not there for the fights, but I'm just like, mm, kid, is this a game I can play for hours on end? Dude, just try it. It's Breath of the Wild anime. Like, well, what, I, what is the story? What are we doing? What are we trying to? Are we, are we stopping again? I don't know. Like, you're some it. weird twin person, and there's like a de- evil god or something. I don't know. It's, an, it a, it's a JRPG. Is it a pig god? Oh, no. No. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that close to... <laughs> no. No, it just no. looks like Breath of the Wild, and it has that same feel of overworld exploration where, like, oh, what's over there? And then you do that, and then you find treasure chests, and there's loot that's a that's a big change uh it's fun i i i recommend i'd play more but the pc controls we keep bringing this up the pc controls like swap the a and b buttons for confirm and it's impossible for me to play it right now so yeah i've i've played probably more of it on mobile when i'm like working on my downtime i'm just like on a call or in a meeting or something like that i'm just playing it on my phone and more like when you compare the, I guess, the visuals, honestly, it's not that huge of a difference, but that's because they've found a way to get some mobile games to just look really good. And, I mean, even, um, like, Black Desert Online on mobile is looks incredible compared to, like, the PC version. And, yeah, you don't, like, there's definitely some slowdown and, like, it's not as smooth and it's definitely harder to play when you're touching the stupid screen because I'm old and I'm just not used to that kind of shit. Right. But... My ideal, like, state of playing that game is definitely going to be when it eventually releases on Switch, because that's, to me, that's going to be the best way to play the game, because I don't want to sit at my computer and play it unless they fix the fucking controller configuration. Um, I don't want to play it on PS4 because it doesn't have the cross-save capability, and if they were to Thanks, fix that, Tyler. that'd be great. If they fix that, that'd make it so much better, but... And I am tempted to just play it on PS4 and just... That's where I only like that's the only place I play it, but I like the fact that I can play it anywhere. That's kind of like because it's such a like uh what's that a junk food type of RPG. Kind of right. like the the Tales games. And so that's kind of Whoa. what draws me to it. It's kind of like I just want to hack and slash and run to the next mission and am I going to read what the mission consists of? Am I going to pay attention not. to yeah. what Paimon is telling me to do because Paimon's annoying? Probably not. What? She's cute. Ah, she talks in third person. Yeah, Paimon cute. No. <laughs> That's the worst. Wait, are you say of... Paimon? Like the Digimon? Sounds no. just, it's, you know, it's almost got but the same spelling. Almost got the same spelling. <laughs> I think much cuter anime girl. Uh, okay. A little yeah. different. You, you know, I really just, I just watched the entire season of Rent a Girlfriend. So I'm I'm all geeked out on anime right now. Is I that any good? It. I've been wondering about that. It, it it it's it's pretty good. Not gonna lie. All right. Not, you know I've, I've been watching hardcore stuff all week. You know the boys and everything else. So a nice fun slice of life. 
like I, I'm horrible at awkward situations and there was a lot in there and I'm just like oh oh my god no she didn't like I'm not even joking like I had several moments of those moments it, despite despite though it's good just it's good yeah I do like slice of life anime anime um I think they're they're pretty good they're like chill to watch um yeah 8.5 out of 10 all right that's a good review those 12 the reason i watched the whole season is because they they were that good like they 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 left me wanting to be like what is he gonna get into now all right sounds good shall we move on to the next topic (laughs) let's move on i'm actually looking up to see what the concurrent is right now if you can introduce this oh yeah so um Avengers, the game came out was a big, big uh, hit with a mess of bugs and just a game that wasn't working very well, but was still being played. Uh, Apparently, the um, I guess the concurrent players was dipping below a thousand, and I don't know if that was just on PC. I'm looking. uh, That was Steam. That was Steam only. That was Steam only. Okay, and this is uh, being reported by uh, Paul Tassi over at Forbes. Um, And I, it was causing problems with matchmaking. Apparently, yeah. Right now, there are 1,300 people playing a Marvel's Avengers on Steam. So this is Sunday night. I would say prime-ish gaming time. I don't know. What about on consoles? Is it low as well? Well, we don't know that, but uh, it, I'm just gonna assume it's low. I'm gonna assume even if it's ten times higher, it's not that better. Maybe. I mean, I feel like that that there's might more have people, more of a following on console. I think more people playing Dark Souls Remastered on Steam. Ooh. <laughs> really? See, oh my gosh! It's and all because the PS5 is gonna come out. We're gonna open it. All get superpowers from that laser, and then we're gonna go play Avengers. So there you go. Work out. Yeah. It's uh, you know, a, that game is just so buggy. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have ever have you guys watched um, the completionist his review no. of it. So he was so conflicted about that game because he loved the single player story and so much of what that game does, but then he plays the multiplayer and he hates it. Like it's so buggy, and he showed some of the bugs in that game and was so frustrated trying to complete that game and get the trophy list that. He basically like he set a limit to what he was going to complete in that game. And usually like there's some pretty ridiculous like standards for how you complete a game. He stopped at the trophy list. He's like, and then I'm done because this game is just so <laughs> Fuck this game. Yeah, he, that's pretty much where he was at. Um, this this game was not ready to come out. And so, no, I feel like people on PC probably have less patience with a game like this when there's so much right. more to play. It's certainly not a PC centric game by any means, but it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like, this is 227th on the list. There are 226 games higher than this on Steam right now. That's not- I like how, like, you're starting off with a bad thing and you're like, you know, it may not be the best game on PC, but it's not good either. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then that did not go the way bad. I thought it was. This is bad. Like, I'm looking at other other games on the list. These are all old, weird ass shit. What's like, uh? You can probably see it on there, but what's Destiny's um concurrent on on Steam now that it's on there? Oh my god! Okay, you have to give me a minute because it's only like twenty five per page. Okay. Um, I feel like it should be higher. I mean, I, a lot of people have gone back to Destiny, and I even downloaded it on Game Pass because they have the expansions on there. Twenty two hundred people are playing near Automata. 
All right. <laughs> like, well, let's go like, in here. What? That's a niche game from three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not a fan what? of the Destiny looter shooter formula. Like, I'm just not. Get I'm not a fan of one. any game that's like replay the same mission a kajillion times. Like that, that, that Borderlands, Destiny, any I game agree. like that. Like I, I just can't get into it. Like when people are like, I want my 200th run of Borderlands 2. I'm just like, why? Yeah. There, yeah. there are 4,500 people playing Fallout 76 on Steam right ooh, now. Ooh, that's, ooh. See, that, that's that's a lot. What's talking about? Yeah. The, the game that literally screwed over people who loved and supported it. <laughs> with that first or whatever that fallout first package or whatever destiny 2 is at fifty three thousand. wow that's just on steam that game is also i think available through uh it's everywhere yeah basically. it's everywhere yeah um odell uh have you thought about playing avengers is that something you'd be interested nope. in no not even not even just for the single player or Hard pass. No, it's it, it, okay. So when the game was coming out, like a whole bunch of other crap was out. Like I, I still need to play. Uh, like I still haven't beat Ghost of Tsushima. Still haven't beat Origami King. Uh, I was still trying to play through the Pokemon DLC at the time. You know, Crash is coming out. Now it was, it was one of those things where like I'm already oversaturated with games, so I'm really not gonna drop money on a game that I wasn't really interested in from the get go. Yeah, and then it came out, and based off reviews and people say it was about what I thought it was. Single player was cool, multiplayer was a mess, and it, it, I'm just like, I'm all right. I don't yeah. need to spend sixty dollars to be like, huh? That was a solid experience. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I I used to be really drawn to uh, looter shooters like this. I played Destiny like Destiny One a lot. I played probably a good two thousand hours of it, probably more. I don't know. Um. I played all the way up until Destiny 2. Destiny 2 came out and it just fell flat for me. And I I you know, I bought the first couple of DLCs that came out and just something about that just didn't sit right with me. I missed out on so many games between that time because I was so busy playing Destiny. And now I have this weird resentment towards just Destiny in general because I, I did end up playing The Division afterwards and Division 2, which I, I still think are really good games. But now I, I look at games like this and I like almost shiver with like disgust because I don't want to play these types of games. I would have loved Avengers to be closer to more like uh, a game, a game, a single player game. Yeah. Or even more like uh, what's the other one? Ultimate Alliance, which I thought oh, this sure. this seemed more like a, a very up close Ultimate Alliance. But then they added like the shooter looter aspect of it, which seems just like. I don't know if I mean maybe they were planning it from the get go, but it seems it. very forced in, and now it's not even just. I mean, it, it's keeping people playing, but not a lot of people, and it's just it just was not ready to come out. We haven't gotten the NPD for last month yet, because that'll be where we'll see how well did it sell. I mean, an- Anthem sold sold well, so that's kind of like. I feel yeah, like but everyone's an idiot. That's why I'm <laughs> sold. I bought it twice. Shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't buy it twice. I bought it once, and then a code was given to me. Okay. So I bought it once, but I did buy it to play with my cousin. He bought the physical edition. I'm a dumbass that bought the digital edition. He was able to resell his. I was not able to resell mine. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, not always good to buy digital. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not always good to buy Anthem is yeah. the, the lesson. Anthem 2.0, come on, keep the dream alive. <laughs> I told you that's never happening. 
we'll see. Anyways, um, you know when Anthem first came out, I remember uh, I was I was at PAX West, I believe. I think it was West. I'm pretty sure. And then we we had like this behind closed door media thing where like I was like the lowest person on totem pole, and there's all these fancy people here, and I'm just like, oh crap, how did I get in here? And like the guy came out and talked about the game and showed it off, and I was literally thinking this looks like ass, but everyone else looks <laughs> impressed. So I will also be impressed. <laughs> but I, I kid you not. Like I didn't, I didn't have the the gut. I feel like I didn't have the clout to be like, "Yo, what'd you think?" The game was like trash. They were like, "Look at this uncouth youngin with his trash <laughs> <Yeah>. opinion." <laughs> There's a video I made after the the reveal at E3 where they like jump off the cliff and fly through, and I'm like, "This is the fakest vertical slice I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> and guess who was right? One time out of all the other times, it's true. I was right. Ben was finally right. Yeah, you could you could tell that that game, dude. They had a beta like three weeks before it came out. You knew everything you needed to know from that beta. It was not good. It was not ready. And where is it now? Nowhere. Speaking yeah. of that, the Tim Tim game that's supposed to be the Pokemon killer. I'm just like people. It's not going to be Pokemon killer. That game's probably not even going to be an anything killer. People yeah. only flock to the beta and protest of Pokemon, a game that yet to cam- come out. And I was like, I was looking at it, and I'm just like, nah, bruh. I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the clear Pokemon inspiration, but it, this is not it, fam. So I'm curious to see this full release, even though it was supposed to happen like months and months ago. I, you know, I'm going to try it out. I think I, it's because uh, I looked at Temtem for a while, and I was like, man, I, this, this seems interesting. I want to play it. And then the more I looked at it, the more I was like, that you can't really kill Pokemon because people are attached to the Pokemon in Pokemon. Right. You can't just come along with, you know, the store, the Kmart brand or Walmart brand. Mr. Pib. Great value brand. Yeah, Mr. Pib brand of Pokemon. Mr. Pib is his own. It is not a knockoff brand. Like, you guys are like Dr. K. No, Mr. Pib is... Dr. Pib. Like Mr. Pib. I'm just saying. Dr. Pib. Dr. Pib comes uh, along and, yes. you know, like... <laughs> That that was always my like my uh like because there's been other like knockoffs of Pokemon that have tried to come out and people people like oh man it's you know it's better than Pokemon because it does this is like but it's not Pokemon that's the biggest problem right. is like that's why I want them to make a better Pokemon game because I want those Pokemon in it and I want them to be good and that's why I've always get, gotten excited about the Pixelmon mods in Minecraft because it gives me that open world Pokemon game that I want. And so I think like Temtem seems like a cool idea, but then like I watch people play and I'm like, this seems kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> like it's not as fun as <laughs> it's not even as fun as like the more modernized version of the Pokemon games that we have now. It's almost like it took a step back in a way. Hmm. Yeah, my thing is okay, so it introduces like all these clear, like okay, these are clearly like reject Pokemon designs. Some are some are okay, but most are like what the hell? And then, like, they got they have all these, like, kind of, like, instead of fighting, they got the brawler type, the, the mist, like, like all these, you know, you're not the fire type, you're the, the flaming type. I'm just like, mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then, like you said, I looked, <laughs> I looked at people play, and, like, I get it, it was the beta, but, okay, so the thing is about this game, it's like the wild area, except always on. Like, so whenever people are playing, you're always, the world's always populated by real people in real time. And, you know, they're a small team. And so when I was watching the beta, I could never play the beta because the servers would constantly crash. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, 
you know, there's a reason why WoW looks like WoW because, you know, you have P- PvP environments all the time. And I'm just like, for a game to be completely like PvP all the time, or, I mean, you're not fighting people, but, you know, the, the world's populated by them. I'm just like, that's going to take a lot of server time and space, and, and the game's just going to be a mess, I feel like, honestly. Yeah. But, like, from that standpoint alone. It's. I think it's got a neat look to it. Um, but to me, it's just like I, I. I'm not attached to anything in here. There's no attachment. There's no like connection I have with this, other than the fact that it's trying to be something that already exists. Yeah, you know, I. I mean, I. I get. You know, they Pokemon these competition, but I feel like that competition already exists in games. Like we already have like, um, uh, monster breeding. I don't know what's the subgenre we refer to it as, like monster collection games. But this is just a clear Pokemon ripoff. And I'm just like, you can't just be a clear, maybe ripoff isn't the right word, but heavily inspired to the point of, you know, can Tim Tim form his own identity being 90% Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Yes, thank, thank you. I <laughs> But yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm I'm looking forward to possibly hating on it when it comes out because a lot of people came at me like, "Ho ho, see you in Tim Tim," and I'm just gonna be like, "What's up, bro? How them Tims? How them Tims? Still Timmin? I I I'd be curious to try it. Um, it it's just like when I when I look at it and when I watch gameplay, like it's very much just copying Pokemon. Like even when you first get your Pokemon, you're talking to a professor and you're going up to the three types and you're choosing one and it's just like come on guys come on can come up with something better a better way to introduce this it's just funny anyways r.i.p avengers uh yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see what I, I imagine it's gonna get a spike like next gen and spider-man or even just hawkeye and whatever there'll be yeah. a spike but we'll see i'm very interested in a year what's going on with avengers yeah Cool. All right. Any other news topics you guys want to talk about or can think of before we jump into games that we're playing? Uh, I don't think anything else happened. Uh, no. I know some dude got fired from Funhouse. Oh, that whole thing. Oh yeah. Funhouse no, I and uh, I think Achievement Hunter had some stuff happen too. Two guys. Long from story short, Rooster Teeth. don't send nudes to people. Like that, that's that's all. Like especially if you marry. Like yeah. just don't <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah, so because you know what happens if you don't send nudes, you don't get caught up. Simple as that. Yeah, I don't know why people want their stuff out there, anyways. It's kind of crazy. Just leave your stuff in your stuff. Leave your stuff in your stuff. You know, just leave your stuff in your stuff. Why you putting it out there? Here's my thing. Like, I'm currently like in the grand scheme of thing, a nobody, quote unquote. But I'm definitely not sending nudes if you could recognize me in a grocery store. Like, just know. You know, I'm like, yeah. is that Odell's John John? Like, no. <laughs> I think that's a Tim Tim. <laughs> is that Odell's Tim Tim? Is that Odell's Tim Tim? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all, I guess. Uh, uh, see, see, I can't, even, I can't even be like, oh, I should have kept it in my Pokeball. They, what, what do you do in Tim? You put them in cards? Some weird. Oh, yeah, digital. you put them in like a card, which they sold so that like idea that from Yo. Digimon. Oh, it is Digimon. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. What is life? Yeah, that, that's all the news. I, that's the news I wanted to talk about. Keep your Johnson in 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 your 
pants him. Yeah, I think that I, I know the Adam Kovic situation was more like a breach of privacy, like that he like he sent things without consent from his significant other, I think is what happened there. And that stuff all got leaked. Oh, and then yeah. there was an, another situation with Rooster Teeth and Ryan Hayward from Achievement Hunter. And that whole thing that he was, I guess, having affairs or hookups with fans. And he's married with kids. And that whole situation blew up. And I guess, like, he's gone too. Like, it's all the stuff that happened not too long ago with, like, Ubisoft and uh, the other you know, like all the sexual allegations that happened there and other people in the industry with like Twitch and stuff like that. Like stuff is still happening. Stuff is still coming out. And I think uh, people just need to mind their shit. <laughs> Keep your heads to yeah, yourselves I, and stop sending yeah. shit. No, my thing is, okay, guys, imagine this. We're all, we're all game famous, right? And we're at PAX, E3, what have you. And, you know, we're, we're, we're at the little panel and whatnot. And, you know, we're paneling up and, you know, we walk off the panel and then some, some you know, girl or guy, whatever, person comes up to you and they're all like yo what's up bro you know i'm in room 302 i'm i'll be like no thank you i'm like you know matter of fact we haven't even taken a picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna murder me that's what i'd be afraid of yeah i'm i'm, I'm just like no crazy i mean yeah. i mean if i'm being real probably not attractive first and foremost <laughs> <laughs> i think the problem is people get when people get put in these positions of power it get they like people that normally wouldn't have power, you know, because a lot of you know a lot of people that are getting these positions of power are like gamers and like more like introverted people that get put in these positions, and I think over time it kind of either warps their mind or they have a hard time dealing with it or they just make bad decisions because they think they're not going to get caught or something, and that's the trouble with it, and it's just like. I don't know, like, it's, uh, it, it just sucks to, to see people in those positions take advantage of their fans, especially, and then it makes all the people around them that don't do that, that have worked hard to, like, create this community or create those communities, look really bad, or, like, now they have to go out there and, like, apologize for the person that got caught and then, like, try to figure out how to make it a safer environment. It's just kind of, it's just crazy, like, that that shit keeps happening. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to brighter and more fun things like games that we're playing. Um, I don't have much, so I can just kind of quickly go over mine. Um, I am on my third playthrough, or not playthrough, but on my third path of near automata, automata, whatever. Um, so I'm yeah. on, I'm on path C or whatever. Um, still enjoying well, the game. How, how many? Wait, how many paths are there? Um. <laughs> I don't know. This is the end. Ben says this is the end. I've been told there's. Oh, I haven't been told there's more, but it feels like there might be more that I'm. Dude, there's like ten hours left at least. Okay, cool. Well, that's fine. That's not too bad. Um, and yeah, I I like the game. I love that it's just giving me more and more the more I play. So that's. Did you? How much did you play of this third part? So I just got to the part where you, um. You save you... you save um two B from all the machines that turned against you basically. Okay. okay. So yeah, I'm just on that part. I'm not super far. I, I started it's, it oh. and it was it was really hard because I'm a little under leveled, so I'm like almost fifteen to 
20 level under leveled. Oh, well, that's so, I mean, that's my own fault for speeding. That's through. on you. Yeah, I, I spent I'm only I've only got 28 hours total in, in this game. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. So I'm a little under leveled, but that's OK. I'm doing what I can. Um, And then other than that, I'm still chugging along through Hades. I almost beat the final boss. I was on his second form and I maybe had a few more hits, but uh, he got me pretty good couple times there so so close so close to beating him and uh other than that just playing more animal crossing and um really enjoying the fall update collecting pumpkins and every day checking in to see what else halloweeny i can buy and yeah that's pretty much it nothing new because i've just been kind of grinding those games and that's it yeah let's talk about hades Let's talk about Hades. Because Odell brought it up earlier. I did. I did. And I agree. Uh, there's never been a roguelike I've played that I thought, wow, this is the one. Can't believe it. They did it, guys. <laughs> like, it's just... And, and to Hades' credit, I think it's probably the best one that I've played, personally. Um, but I beat it. I did a couple more runs. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm done. I don't see any reason to continue. It's just like grinding out the same stuff. I would so much rather this have been a 10-hour single-player RPG Diablo-like game that it is. And then when I beat it, I play it with a different weapon. And it has the same randomization going on, but it's just a focused story that I'm I'm doing. Because everything else about it, the art, the voice acting is incredible. so much of it is so good, but the roguelike nature of it, it just makes it feel so throwaway and like nothing, nothing is tangible. So I get attached to it and it's gone. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not attached to anything with the game because I, I can't, I can't, there's nothing to hold on to. There's nothing there except for the run. And then the run's gone and okay, I'm done. So I, I don't know. It, it, it is good. I did enjoy my time with it a lot, but. I don't know. The genre sucks, people. The people are like sucks. this is this is the one of the best games of the year. I'm like, I but I said this about Dead Cells and about like Rogue Legacy. I just don't think those games are that good. I don't get it. I don't I don't like it. There's something about it that I just really do not like. You know, I'm with you there. See, my thing is okay, I don't know if I remember that indie game below that was like supposedly really good. And I kinda like my time with it, but I hate Okay, one thing I love about game is exploring and exploration. And as people hype roguelike games to be the epitome of that, it's not. Because yeah. the big part about exploring and exploration is getting your lay of the land, learning your, your environment, being like, oh, I recognize this, I recognize that. But roguelike kills that all. You hit reset each time. Like, you, you will never, even when you fully explore and beat the game, you will never become familiar. Like you said, it never becomes tangible. And nothing is real. It's, it's just like... I'm hitting a randomizer each time and I, I can't feel proud of that. It doesn't make me feel great. It's like, oh, cool. The first boss could be like at level 99 and one shot me or it could be like a cotton puff. I'm like, what, that, what's fun about that? See, that's actually something this game does really well is the bosses because it does start out where like, wow, this is really hard. And then you just learn their their mechanics. You actually learn how to fight them better. I think it does that really well. And then it starts changing it up where they'll, like the first boss is always uh, one of the Furies and 
you'll fight the first one for like the first 10 runs and then another one will show up and they have a completely different style that's like similar but now it's like a different move set and then there's another one and then the second boss has different styles and the third boss kind of has a little bit of uh changes that can happen with it i really like that because it's not it's not like the enter the gungeon what boss am i gonna get And you're like i've never seen this thing it's crazy there's enough predictability with it so you can actually learn and get better and i did enjoy that my last couple runs where it's just like clowning out the first boss and it was because i actually knew what i was doing and not because i had a cool sword or something that's awesome but everything else around it is just luck of the draw and it's all disposable and it just makes it uninteresting ultimately. I think uh, one thing that's really different compared to other roguelikes that I've played is it gives you more story every time you die. So every time you're starting your run over, you get more pieces of the story or more um dialogue from the other characters and they're interesting like they're yeah they they have just interesting things to say or they're cool and or you have other things you can do to kind of make your runs better in a way or like to improve things that you're coming across in the game so it's you know in a way like even though yes it's a rogue roguelike like you're still able to kind of craft the game to your liking like and even though a lot of the boons that you're getting each run are still a little bit RNG, you, you can still kind of build your character in a way. So like, yeah. I know for the most part, if I'm taking a bow into the game, I'm most likely going to want to grab Hades um, or Ares item because I want to get doom on my bow. And so right away, like that's what I'm doing in the first level, because that's going to be the easiest one to survive through without needing my death define or my uh, deuces item so that I'm getting heals. So like you start kind of learning those things as you play it. And honestly, like I can, I can finish a run and die like, and it kind of be like, Oh man, I was so close. And then sit there and be like, okay, next run this is what I'm going to do. And in my head, I'm like kind of planning it out in a way, but also thinking of like, Oh, this, this boon would have been better here. I could have dodged and deflected here. Like, oh, this would have been so much better. And I get excited for what I'm going to do next time. And I think the game just has replayability up until maybe you beat it. I think it's just not for me. Like, that replayability at the end is is modifiers that get you yeah. more items to power up more stuff. But I'm like, I beat it. I don't, like, yeah. why? I don't, that's not how I play games. I, I can guarantee you once I beat it, I'll probably be like, okay, I'm good. I, I don't need to play this anymore. Yeah. I, how, I how long does it take you to fully be? I hear people being like, it took me 10 runs, 12 runs, 20 runs, etc. It took me 30 runs. I'd say probably like 15 hours, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't keep track. I'm not as good as like at these types of like difficult games. So I'm on like my 45th run. And I still haven't beat it. I came really, I've come really close twice. Yeah, you're probably right there. It's just I'm, the build. I was so close. Yeah, I already know what build I'm, I'm going to go with. So it's just a matter of like, getting the right items for that build. And so I'm just going bow each time. I think it's worth playing. I think it's the best super giant game to me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. The best I never game. played Pyre, but. Okay. Well, that's correct. Cause I love Bastion. I literally love Bastion. So if you say I'm going to give it a chance, like I've been lazy just because I hate the genre, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to it. Yeah. I hate the genre too. Yeah. Hey, here's my pro tip. 
go on the Epic Game Store and download Rocket League, and you'll get a $10 off coupon, and then you use the $10 off coupon on Hades. Boom. Oh, there we Pro go. Pro tip from Ben. Yeah. Mr. Gamefly. Bottom yeah, of <laughs> I got them deals. Got them deals. Yeah, it, it's worth it, even though, like we said, like I don't really like roguelikes, but it's worth experiencing, and it has enough there. Uh, and even there's an option um, to increase your damage, like, or sorry, your defense each run. So it'll increase by 1% each time you die. So if you don't want to just deal with all this nonsense, you can do that. And by the time you get to 20 runs, you'll have 20% damage reduction off the top. Um, you could play it like that and probably get through it faster. And okay, not be that's as... a game you can knock out in like a weekend, right? Yeah, I, I think no. I played it in. Uh, yeah, about a, about a week or so because I was doing other things, but yeah. Okay. Or play it forever. Depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. That, did you ever say what you were playing, Ben? Because we just started talking about Hades. Oh, I was playing Hades. I, mean, I beat Hades oh, oh, uh, okay. a couple weeks, a uh, couple days ago, weeks or days now. Oh, okay. um, I know I'm playing something you're playing, so I'll save that till the end. Uh, I've been going through Mario Sunshine. And I I love hate Mario Sunshine. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Uh, I swear, how, when he lands, he 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 moves like two feet in any direction. He just never just lands. Yeah, he never just lands, and it's really uh, annoying with the Joy-Con drift. I don't know if he's landing or if my controller's just against me. Uh, the camera is somehow not as good as Mario sixty four. Like I don't understand like it's stuck on walls and stuff i i don't really don't like that um at this point i'm just gonna i'm i'm how many do you need to beat the game that's what i need to look up and i just beat this because i want to play you have to you have to fight shadow mario on every level so okay so i got a while all right i think i have 40 shines so i i've i've done a lot yeah he's the seventh shun sprite on each level so seven times what six i believe it is there's six there's only six levels I believe there are six levels. Oh, thank God. That's the best news I've heard all week. <laughs> I think I just got to the sixth level. <laughs> uh, um, what you call it? Um, Penta Village? Pinata? Yeah. I, that's the last one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I, mean, I played this game on GameCube back in the day. And it's, it's hard to remember. But it, it's like they didn't learn any of the right lessons from Mario 64. They learned the wrong lesson. Like, they specifically did the wrong thing. Because Mario 64... You could just explore and find a star and like, oh, cool, that naturally happened. In this game, it's like, no, you have to get the shine that's in the level that we want you to get. Like, that, why explore then? Why, why make all this cool stuff to see if you're just going to punish me for exploring where I don't need to go right now? It, it's so bizarre. And, and I totally, because um, Odell, I, I never played, I never beaten Mario 64 until like a couple weeks ago. What? Um, yeah. Like you never beat it fully or you never beat like the main story? I had never gotten past uh the desert what? or the lava area, like that stuff. I'd never seen the game past that point. Bum, 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 um, bum. Well, that's huge. That's, like, that's the majority of the game. It's about half the game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and I loved it. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. It never clicked for me before. I was always Banjo kazooie kid gotcha gotcha so uh but I, I went back to it loved it and going from that game into sunshine 
I understand why everyone was mad. I really do. You were totally right. This game is extremely disappointing after Mario 64. It, it's just... It's just not good. And if this wasn't Mario, we would not be talking about this game today. This would just be <laughs> like a game. Like that is straight That's true. up the truth. It's true. It, even the most fun parts of that game, it it just actively like there's like uh the one level, there's those uh where they take away flood and you have to do these platforming challenges. Those are really cool. Except if you run out of lives there, you have to go back to the level, pick the level that you want to play then go to where it is, solve a puzzle probably, and then get back into the level to try the platforming challenge again. It's like, but why? Why are you doing this to me? I, it's just bizarre decisions all around. I'm so excited to be done with that and play, play Galaxy because I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> with the Joy-Con drift, it's difficult too. <laughs> get your Pro Controller, man. It's only I'm play. playing it in bed and stuff, so uh, yeah. You just need that attachment that I have. It's like $13 on Amazon. It holds up your Switch. You click your Pro Controller hmm. into it, and you're good to go. Maybe. I may look at that. Just don't don't take it out in public because you look like a dumbass. You look like a wacko. <laughs> like you're controlling a drone. Yeah, pretty much. Like... Pretty much. Uh, maybe. But the other game I'm playing is Crash Bandicoot 4, and that's a good-ass game. It's way better than it should be. Uh, I, I'm really loving playing all these platforming games back to back and on top of each other, though. It's a little confusing. Um, but Crash, are you were you a Crash guy growing up, Odell? Oh yeah, I love Crash Bandicoot. Like I remember, um, and um, Crash Bandicoot Three, probably my favorite PlayStation game. When I first beat the final um, motorcycle level, because the last one was just really hard for me for some reason. That was like. One of my greatest like early gaming moments of like beating that level and being like, ah, I did it. <laughs> ah, I, I lived and came in first because you can live but not come in first. And when you're winning by, you know, driving super fast, you usually just die. So it was like. Hmm. So I never I never played those games. I never had a PS1, but I played them on the remaster and loved them. And I'm so I'm so happy with Crash Four. It's it's way too difficult to like get all the stuff, and I'm not even gonna bother trying to even to even try. I'm not even trying to try to get all the stuff in this game. Uh, I straight up think if you get the platinum in Crash Four, you have problems. Like you need to go see someone about that because it's like get all 700 boxes and not die. Well, well no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Uh, but everything else about the game is a perfect love letter to Crash. And it's the, and there's a lot. There's like 45 levels or something in it. There's a lot of levels. It just wow. keeps going. It's a great time. Yeah, I've, really heard, I've heard people talking about it, saying that, man, just when I thought it was over, it wasn't. <laughs> no. Dude, there's like a point. Like, oh, I think I'm towards the end. I think I got 20 more levels. It's crazy. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm towards the end now. Maybe. Maybe. Man, I really just want to beat the game so I can get like those inverse modes and all those crazy modes because they just look super duper cool. Well, you can do a lot of the inverted stuff before the end, unless there's more stuff. I don't know. Uh, knows? I did. I did a couple of the inverse. What did they call inverted? Whatever it is, levels. I did Inception. the first two levels like that, and it just makes them all like weird 
holographic nonsense for those in particular, but it's still cool. And there's a ton of replayability. If you, if you want to find all of the collectibles, God, good luck. You'll be there a while. Not, not for me. You know, I do. I, I, I like the hundred percent of the game when it's actually reasonably plausible. Cause there's some yeah. games where it's just like, nah, bruh. Like, like, you know, like, like breath of the wild, find all of the things. It's like, no, I can't, I can't find all of the things. Yeah. That's too there's many. Too many. There's too many of the things to find. Like how exactly. many of a thousand? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, the Karak seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like, Never. okay, but I mean, you know, they don't have trophies in switch, but you know, those games, cause I feel like more games need to be like Spider-Man and other games where it's like, okay, you don't have to do literally God forsaken everything in the game. But you got to do, like, most of the hard stuff, you know, most of the challenges. But, you know, you don't need to be, like, sniff every dog butt. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, That'd be a good trophy, it, it gets, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, this isn't challenging or something feasible. This is like, okay, if the guide, is, if, if the guide to do something in the game is, like, four pages long, you, you know you've just messed up. Like, yeah, I've seen guides where it's like, you know, here the Croc seeds, and here's like here's here's a and you know when the YouTube video was like forty five minutes long of how to do it, I'm just like nah, yeah, <laughs> no, not doing this. That's how not- I feel about Crash, where it just it wouldn't even be fun to to try and do some of these things to me. Cool, uh, but I mean, with that said, I I hundred percent at Crash one and two on the remastered. Uh, I didn't do three all the way. But this was playing with my roommate at the time, so we, you know, we were we were we were tag teaming, and so it made it somewhat easier. Mm. So this, I like, I, in my mind, in my mind, I'm gonna go for it, but I know I'm gonna stop short. Oh, that just reminded me, I'm one trophy away from the platinum in Final Fantasy VII remake. Ugh. Oh, dang! Ugh. That's it, gotta it, be it's, hard. It's, it's, it's the it's the beat the last boss trial on the hard mode, and I'm just like, ugh. it's just so hard. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, I'm like one drop away from the platinum in my mind is basically the platinum, so whatever. I'll give it to you. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. On that game, know. definitely. Yeah, that's I think the only RPG I've ever platinumed is Nino Kuni 2. That's a pretty good one, I think. It it actually wasn't too bad. It it wasn't that time consuming, but um I think since they've added all the extra free bonus stuff, it's become a lot more difficult. Hmm. Anyways, uh, any other games? Oh, I I finally started Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Yeah, I'm late to the party. I know. No, you're good, Tsushima man. I just finished it not too long ago, so you're not you're not that late. <laughs> uh, and um, I played that. Uh, I played Pokemon, of course, because I streamed that. And I was finally gonna start um, blah 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 blah, blah Origami King. See what happened was for those who know, I got COVID back in June. So, like, the entire month of June, I was pretty much, like, dying. Like, just, like, 104 fever. Oh. Like, the chills. Taste buds jacked up. Like, I, I was a mess. Like, I was at home. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, on the ventilator, thank God, or nothing. So, what happened was, in the month of June, Pokemon DLC came out. Last of Us Part Two came out. And shortly after I got better, like, Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario came out. So, once I got better, like, I remember it was around, like, after July 4th. I got better and I got like 
and better by me like I could like you know live kind of like I wasn't going outside or nothing and then maybe like July 10th 11th like I was good because I tried gaming right when I got better and like after an hour of playing a game like I tried playing last was like I would get like sweats headaches like I, like my body couldn't handle like all that I guess a uh, stimulation so I didn't start playing Last of Us Part Two until like over mid at the midway point of July. So I played Last of Us Part Two, and everyone already beat it at this point. So I like avoid the internet. So I beat that, and then uh, I thought I had to start playing Pokemon, the DLC that came out, and then, and then other. So basically, I just got like really behind on like all my gaming because of that. So and I'm still trying to catch up. That I always feel like I'm behind because I it took me a while to get um. Ghost of Tsushima done and then once I finished it I was like really happy with it and so I was like you know I'm gonna get the platinum on this thing and so I just finished getting the platinum I think like a week ago maybe a week and a half ago now um and it took me a while to finish Last of Us Part 2 I had to finish it as quick as I could so we could do the spoiler cast that we did but I think I like I think I got it the week I was leaving I was like going camping or something but I was like, oh, man, I just want to play this this whole weekend. <laughs> and so I had to, like, try to catch up because I think uh, did we do. Oh, well, yeah, it was Ben and Logan. We we did the spoiler cast, but you guys had pretty much finished it that weekend or something. Not too yeah, short I after took time off. <laughs> yeah, you took time off to to beat it. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm never going to finish this thing in time. Um, What a game, though. Um, Yeah, that. What I wanted to get your thoughts on the Pokemon DLC because um, I thought it was pretty lame. I, I, I think uh, I, I think what I've liked about Sword and Shield is the wild area, but I also think it's kind of like a cop out of here's here's where we can give you the open thing that you've been wanting, but it's just not much once you really kind of get there. Well, what are your thoughts on on how they've structured Sword and Shield? I, mean, I think it could have been like better, like a hundred percent. What I, I think it was good, like it was base level good. Like, all right, this is a good building block. I feel like Sword and Shield a hundred percent was a building block for the next Pokemon game, and okay. that's how I look at it. Like, if it turns out to be this wasn't a building block, I like basically I'm saying. My opinions of Sword and Shield are going to heavily, at this point, depend on the next Pokemon installment. But looking at it on its own thing, like, I give it an honest, like, 8 out of 10. Because, uh, like, the water, I think it's cool. Like, the graphically, it, it didn't, like, kill me. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm just going to stare at trees all day. People kept saying, I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, the tree doesn't look good. But I'm not also about to just play a Pokemon game to, like, look at the tree textures. Like, it's not why I'm here. Yeah. Even if the trees looked amazing, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't add anything to a game like Pokemon in that in that scenario. Anyway, moving on. To speak. So the main game, I was just like, eh. That that's how I got. Like I like I think, as a as a serious you know competitive battler, there are a lot of system improvements, quality of life improvements that made it a lot better. And from a battling standpoint, it is probably the best battle experience in Pokemon I've had in a while. So that heavily influences my opinion of why I like it more. Because, you know, that's honestly, once the story and stuff, that's where I spend most of my time. Breeding, training, and battling. 
Okay. And the game excels there. Like it just, it truly does. Okay. That's good to hear. But I, yeah. But I understand that, you know, there's, there's the other component of the game that matters. You know, I can't ignore, you know, the story and stuff. And honestly, with the exclusion of like black and white, because I feel like black and white was from a story standpoint, the last Pokemon game that was truly great from challenge story and theme. Mm-hmm. So like X and Y was, it was kind of cool. Sun and Moon was trash. Like, honestly, <laughs> if we're going to hate a Pokemon game, I feel like we should hate Sun and Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause my thing is a lot of people talk shit about Sword and Shield and I'm like, but y'all didn't have nothing to say about Sun and Moon, which I feel like is where our hate should have been. I digress. Now, as far as the DLC goes, uh, I feel like it was okay for what it was worth, you know? Like, because once I finally got around playing, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to take me like a week. It took me like two days to plow through it. Yeah, but it's it's pretty think- short. It's, uh, I think I like that they added more Pokemon. I just got, I just went to, like, the desert area for the first time. I completely forgot it was there. <laughs> and so I've just been running around collecting the little diglets and getting, like, the uh, Alolan versions that they give you for doing that. Yeah. But I think I, 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 I just wish there was a more fun way to collect Pokemon. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the DLC was just a big front for look at we're look, we're adding these Pokemon into the game, and here's this legendary. Cause honestly, I feel like that, that was his main point to be like, instead of just, you know, dumping 200 more Pokemon in the game, here's a reason why they're here. Cause again, from my standpoint, like my battle's like, oh God. My Volcarona is back. I was doing backflips. I was like, oh, G-Max Soup. I could finally use the Pokemon that I've gotten perfect. And just, you know, there, the DLC was just a vehicle to deliver these things for us. And so I've, oh, excuse me. I feel like, like for you, Joel, like, you know, someone who isn't like in the nitty gritty like that, all these things didn't really matter. You were there for like the DLC journey experience, but the DLC experience was more of like, here's these things to facilitate battling and people who are in the nitty gritty. Yeah. If you're here for like the story, oh, sorry, we got this guy mustard and he looks kind of cool. And you know, here's a story about you know a little mini rival, and that's all that. And same thing with Crown Tundra. Crown Tundra's look like it's gonna be a vehicle to facilitate. Here's the legendaries. Here's some mini story. You know, all around that. Like I feel like they could have easily been included in the core game, but I'm pretty sure they were holding off for balancing issues and all that stuff. So. Uh, DLC not impressed. I give my for my battling team ten out of ten. Oh yeah, I I needed my Volcarona <laughs> and I needed my uh my other Pokemon on my team. But as far as like a standalone like expansion of the game, definitely underwhelming. Okay. Well, um, if I wanted to get it in battling, let's say, what do you recommend is the best way to do that? Um, honestly, I mean, just I mean, just if you have a friend that's in competitive battling. I mean, that's probably the easiest way, you know, have someone to like just sit and show you. But if not, there's guides on EVs and breeding. And I mean, like they're simple guides, like there's guys on IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, what have you. And there's like literally like if the videos of a video on IV and breeding should be like five to 10 minutes, anything longer than that's a waste of your time. Okay. And then uh, so just, you know, learn that because the to the first step to competitive battle, you got to have Pokemon who are viable competitively and people always say this sword and shield is the easiest game to get battle ready pokemon in like there's there's still going to be some groundwork but it can easily cut what used to be like maybe like a 50 hour process to get a full team from zero to perfect to like maybe a five to ten hour process depending on how 
proficient you are with it. Oh, cool. And then, you know, one and then once you, you know, you have battle ready Pokemon. And then also in this game, you can rent teams that people have made and just use them. It's just about battling and just learning like the meta and stuff. You know, getting learning what your Pokemon do versus, you know, what what to expect from other opponents. And you know, and then it gets fun. <laughs> well, then it gets fun. Then it gets fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it gets fun in the sense that once you know what you're doing, you know, winning is fun. Like it's like a fighting game. You know, no one enjoys getting their butt whooped. But you know, once you start knowing what you're doing, you get them wins, you get you get those turnaround victories. I personally think breeding is fun. I don't know why it, I kind of feel like it's like a it's a it's a tangible reward system. Like my I have a Torkoal that I recently breed it for my fire team, and he's my lead Pokemon. And you know I looked I looked up some stuff. I was like I looked at possible move sets. Uh, I looked at some breeding options, and I was like, why does everyone want you to invest defense into defense EVs into this Torkoal? He has a base defense of 140. What you need to do is invest in his special defense, which is highly lacking which is what I did with my Torkoal, and he's a beast because of it. But anyway, like, you know, I bred my Torkoal, and, you know, it took me a couple of hours, you know, from beginning to end, and then I now have him in battle, and I see him performing the way I want him to perform, and I enjoy that tangible, like, yes, I, you know, I raised you from an infant. I put in this work for you to be a beast, and now you're out here being a beast, and, you know, it's like, yeah, I did that. I'm telling you, I watched one of your matches where you were, where you were using him. Yeah, and just uh, you know, and I like that. And it's just, yeah, Pokemon's one of the few games where I feel like you can kind of almost battle with your favorites. Like they've they've made it in a way to where, yeah, there's clear Pokemon. There are like you know clear like champs of the craft. But as you saw, like I used the team solely comprised of fire Pokemon, and I was beating teams with legendaries on it. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I've always liked about Pokemon is like you can go for like surface level stuff, kind of like how I always have. But there's this deeper part of Pokemon that has always been there for people that do want to be competitive or people that want to, you know, try to get shinies or people that want to, you know, get into breeding. So I, I love that it has that deeper part of it. I think that's cool. Yes, I always encourage people to get in there. Like I said, uh, it's it's not as hard as you think. It's a it's one of those things where, like, it seems hard, but then you do it. And then you realize how you could have done it better. And then once you really, once it clicks, it's, it's like clockwork. Cool. I've like if uh, I'm at the point where like, let's say you, let's tell them you want it. You're like, Odell, I wanted a battle ready Dragonite. And I wanted to like specialize in this. Like I could crank that out in a day. Dang. Like a secret lab that cranks out super soldiers. Well, you know, you know, it's kind of like that, not to, it's kind of like real life breeding. You know, like you have your Pokemon, you have your breeders where it's like, oh, I have this ditto that's perfect, has six perfect IVs, or I have this Pokemon, and you keep them around because you're like, oh, man, I want to make a this. And then, you know, you get the, you get the mommy, you get the daddy, you get the this, the, you get the that, they give you a baby. <laughs> the baby's wax, so you release the baby. Oh, oh this no, is a good baby. <laughs> he's in the wild by himself. He, he, he is in the wild. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, oh, what else did I play? Oh, I play Apex. I, I like that's that's my that's been my ongoing game. That's that's been the only game since release, like uh, like you know, the one of the freemium games that come out now that I've continually played. 
I used to play a lot of Apex. Uh, I think I stopped maybe like season two or three. I think I stopped playing it, but uh, I've always enjoyed Apex Legends. I think it's uh, it's definitely one that stuck around a lot because it has such like solid, well polished gameplay. More than a lot of like other free to play um, battle royale games do. I mean, you're not playing Hyperscape. Hell no. <laughs> that game you know, will get, not be around I, by next year. I have a feeling. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. Uh, I keep getting emails about, hey, invite friends to Hyperscape, and after they play three games, you get free in-game rewards. I was like, whoa, it's come to that. Oh, wow. That, 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 that's what the video game industry is looking like right now. Oh, man. It's no, bad. no no offense to Hyperscape, but I was just like, man, that is some, that's a level of marketing I never that's thought I was chain seeing. mail shit. <laughs> the other day, I was going to intro one of our segments with, hey, Ben, remember that game Hyperscape? But I forgot. Wow, <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> hey Ben, remember that game? Oh damn, I I, I yeah, literally forgot. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you, I, actually, this is that reminded me. There was a new story that the Amazon canceled Crucible. The yeah, game they they put out and then unput out, and now it's just canceled. Yeah, things are things are rough for some games. I mean, you really gotta you really gotta stick out enough to grab an audience and. uh you know, speaking of Amazon, they want to be Google Stadia. I think it's funny. Like, I remember talking to someone who's in the, not in the industry, but, you know, well-endowed in the industry. I was like, what do you think about Amazon Luna? And they're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, wow, that is bad. <laughs> when, no, when people don't even know that you're coming out. Like, well, at least everyone knew Stadia. It, huh? They just shadow dropped it. It's not like they had a big press conference and made people pay $100 for it. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Luna's. I mean, I feel like Luna's already a commercial failure just by the fact that like there's zero buzz around it. Like when I when I Google articles about it, it's like even the articles aren't even interesting. It's like, yeah, Amazon announced Luna. It's, I think it's gonna be like Stadia. Half of that money. problem is Stadia's fault, where Stadia just shit the bed so hardcore <laughs> that Luna can't even like be in a house next door, and they're like, no, you still smell like shit from that person <laughs> over there. <laughs> like. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a good thing. Oh, that's bad. It's so. bad. <laughs> Have you played uh, any Among Us? Oh, yeah. Um, I played Among Us. It's cool. You know, it's fun. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Among Us is only fun for, in, like, small bursts for me. Like, I can't, after, like, 10, maybe 15 minutes of Among Us, I'm like, I'm done with this. That's just me, though. Yeah. If you can play it for, like, an hour plus, more power to you. Yeah, I find it, um, it's, like, yeah, it like fries my brain a little bit because especially if you're playing as an imposter, it's oh man, I get so nerve like nervous because I'm like you have to come up with a story almost. How do I convince these people that I'm not the killer? And that part is so intense sometimes and I'm just like I just just vote me off, please. <laughs> Easy, just falsely accuse someone else. Exactly, like how can I convince everybody that this person's a freaking liar? enough to where they'll vote him off so it's just uh yeah but it's a it's fun i like watching i'd rather like watch other people play it but every now and then i'm like i just want to be a crewmate and just want to do my tasks and just uh be good be a good crewmate man i almost feel like the game's just geared towards the imposter winning because there's just it's hard like there's just so many tasks and then you, then you know you kill someone and it's like uh and then people don't understand that when you're a ghost you can still do tasks and I keep telling people that 
Yeah. Like people just be ghosts and not do tasks. I'm like, there's no way to win if you're not doing tasks as the ghost. Yeah, exactly. People got to play. Anyway. Yeah, like, but yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Among Us, it, it, after like, it's like bowling. It seems like a great idea. It seems like you can have a whole <laughs> night of fun. And then you bowl the first frame and everyone had fun. Now you're on the second game and, you know, it's like, it's cool. And then like halfway through the second game, you're just kind of not in it no more. And then and if you even dare play a third game, you're just like, bruh, can we go home? <laughs> Let <laughs> us go home. <laughs> that, that, um, that, 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 there it is. Among Us is the bowling of video games. Yeah. I'm going to, I, I would have tweet that out, but my phone died. So there you go. I'll put that out <laughs> later. <laughs> cool well anything else you guys want to talk about any other games we haven't covered have y'all played these oh no oh, <laughs> I already know where this is going <laughs> <laughs> these temtems <laughs> that is a temtem I would be surprised <laughs> there's, a t- there's some temtems in your pocket uh, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't resist. I, I was. I was. I, was, oh, I, I thought it was like a fifty-fifty. I would get it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Wrap this podcast up in a pretty little package and send it off uh, to the incinerator, I guess. To the land of Tim's. Land of mm-hmm. Tim Tim's. All right, uh, that's going to... Oh, 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 crap, oh, crap, oh, I oh. forgot. Oh. oh, there was one more game I was playing. Oh, yeah, What's, what, what game is that? Contrast. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what? I was looking through my PlayStation uh, <laughs> library, and I saw Contrast pop up, and I thought of Odell. <laughs> I was like, there's that game that he loves so There it is. <laughs> we, we have to build that connecting bridge. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do like a... A video game book club where we all play it and then talk about it again. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us this week on Final Checkpoint. Uh, thanks again for all the listeners uh, who tune in every week. And uh, we greatly appreciate you guys and would love for you to share this podcast with your friends, your families, your grandma, anybody willing to yeah. listen to you and your crazy podcast suggestions. Um, you can always catch us live here on twitch.tv slash checkpoint 8 p.m. Pacific time. Um, you can also find this podcast on Google, Apple, Stitcher, uh, I'm forgetting one, Spotify, and thegamefanatics.com. Odell Harmon Jr., thanks again for joining us. Where can the great people find you? Uh, you can find me at Odell Harmon Jr. on all your favorite social media. And by all your favorite social media, I mean Twitter and Instagram, because I probably won't add you on anything else. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang. He won't add you. Cool. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.